Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Sound of Conspiracies. This is my little sideshow that I'm doing with my friend Jacob from the What's Your Spaghetti Policy podcast. Hey, that's me. How's it going? How's it going, everybody? <laughs> I don't ever know when to like introduce myself because I don't want to cut anybody off, obviously. So I mean, I don't really give you a good spot to do it because I am bad at intros. So <laughs> <laughs> we are. I think I am too, as well as like our podcast as well. We're just like I yeah. think we just had Jed McKay on, and we got like halfway through the through like us talking to him and it was like oh yeah by the way we're talking to jed mckay <laughs> yeah i remember that was funny you, you guys generally don't start your podcast and you also don't end it like you don't have an intro or an outro you just like start in the middle of a conversation and end in the middle of a conversation the ride can never stop nor start you know you just got to be on the ride and you got to get there you know just you don't, you don't know how to get on or you don't know how to get off but you just got to get there so <laughs> that's so inspiring uh, yeah. all right and I am, I'm, I'm a real Babe Ruth, as they like to say. So <laughs> so this is our show where I'm teaching Jacob some of the more popular music conspiracy theories. And today, we have a very special guest joining us, who's currently doing a drum roll. It's I love the me, drum roll, honestly. Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mika, because she has COVID and can't go anywhere. So I'm stuck. She might as well join in on this episode. <laughs> It's so fun, right? I'm God, honored to be here. All right. So follow us on Twitter. Follow Jacob on Twitter. Jacob, what's your what's your podcast? Oh, gosh. Tell him how so to find you. Uh, it's okay. So it's Yakub. It's J-A-K-U-B and then daddy, but it's D-A-D-D-I-E. <laughs> not Y because that one was taken. So <laughs> so I had to resort to, you know, just using the, the okay. I-E. So go follow him. Go subscribe to his podcast. All that fun stuff. Also, yeah, it's what, yeah, what's your spaghetti policy podcast? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Jacob is the host now. So Jacob is the host now. I mean, that's that was pretty much it. That's all I've got. Uh, <laughs> the podcast. Uh, I do weekly weird every now and then on it. So that's pretty much all I got going on at the moment. I stream sometimes, but it's what like about, 4 a.m. What so. about you right now? What about me right now? Yeah, how are you? Oh, man. Yeah, Mika you know, never actually plugs anything that she's, like, doing. She just talks about stuff she likes. Anything. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I know. I'm not sticking to the form. Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I've got these Mountain Dew. I'm going to plug the hard Mountain Dews. They're okay. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've almost finished this can. It's like, if you have $16 you want to throw down the drain, I, I recommend buying a pack, I guess. so. That does happen very frequently, that I have $16 yeah. that I want to just burn. Yeah, you're just like, you know, I, you have $16, you're like, yeah, I really got to spend the $16, like, right now, so. I want to physically burn $16. Oh, my gosh, I couldn't do it. Doesn't that sound like fun, though? No. No, it sounds like I'm, I would be destroying, like, the programming that I've had from the ground up, you know, like. Uh, yeah. Isn't it illegal? Can't you not? I, I was what? I was always told that as a kid that you like can't if you face money, you can't yeah, deface if you tear it, currency. if you if you write on it, if you spit on it, like it's defacing the currency, so it's like illegal and you're gonna go to jail. That's yes. what I was always told as a kid. So I imagine burning it counts as defacing it. I would guess. I don't know. I guess defacing is destroying and defacing. Are they like uh, what are the word synonyms? Shouts out Finding Nemo. That's a great movie. <laughs> okay, I guess we should get into the actual show now. Last episode was a long time ago, so I don't expect Jacob to have any clue what we talked about. <laughs> oh, we you... did. Uh, Tupac and Biggie. We talked about oh, how. Go. Uh, we talked about how we went through a lot of conspiracies as far as like, oh, well, I think you know Tupac. Who killed Tupac? Who killed Biggie? You know, and it was, uh, I think his producer, I think we had settled on, like, his producer was kind of, like, 
Shook kind of night. generating the hype and to keep the train rolling he had to create some kind of you know story for himself you know story to keep the you know the create the story right and so he mm -hmm. he had him killed i think yeah that's probably fair yep so last episode we talked about suge knight and tupac's unsolved deaths unsolved kind of in quotes because they're yeah they're both kind of we generally know what happened so I thought it was only fitting that on this episode we talk about a few potential non-deaths. Okay, so it's like uh, people who are dead but may not be dead. Yeah. We'll take a look at a couple of famous musicians who supposedly died, but their right. deaths are rumored to be fake. So it only makes sense that we start out where we left off with Tupac. Okay, so I got a quick question before we get into the bulk of it. Okay. Tupac faked his own death once, right? Not that, or is that I a remember ever hearing about. Okay, so this might be a Mandela effect situation, which is like kind of fitting for conspiracy or not. But I swear that I remember Tupac faking his own death once. And that's why whenever he died the second time, a bunch of people were like, oh, he's probably just faking his own death again. And I swear that's a story I always, I always throwing up. I was always thinking, oh, no, Tupac died. He faked his own death twice. But... That's not a story that I like found while I was re researching. That's this. so weird. I so again, I mean, it, it might be the, might be the hive mind. It might not be true. Because I, I feel like I if could it just was be true, compounding it. Yeah. If I tried to Google it right now, if and I'd Google like Tupac fake death, I'm just gonna get all the stuff about his like real death that people say is yeah. fake. So what about get, like, fake a bunch death of times two? <laughs> That's that might work. I don't know. Like my That's thing is two. in my head, it probably was like, oh, I heard that he faked his own death. And then, like, for some reason, my brain was like, yeah, he did it twice or something. And I kind of filled in the own blank, my own blanks there. So Maybe. But if anyone knows different, tweet at us. We'll see it. Because not a lot of people tweet at us. So we'll definitely see it. <laughs> Let me know. If okay, the Baja Blast does kind of slap. So just letting you guys know. <laughs> it's pretty good. All right. So a little bit of a recap. On September 7th, 1996... Tupac was shot four times while he was stopped at a stoplight in Las Vegas. He okay. died from the injuries later that night. His death is still unsolved and conspiracy theories abound about it. If you want to learn like more about it, more about the conspiracies, more about everything going on, check out our last Sound of Conspiracies episode and we, we, talk, we talk a lot about it there. But ever since his death was reported, many people think that he never actually died that night. Do you have something to say? You look shocked. No, I just Googled Tupac fake death twice. Yeah. And I couldn't find anything because okay. it's probably that's... the story that yeah. you're about to tell <laughs> yeah. us. Okay, that's fair. That's fine. You I... just looked shocked. So. Well, I was. It's <laughs> shocking to have someone she fake their death. Spoiled it for herself. I She's did. Like, oh, great. I, saw, I saw the ending already. Damn. I'm really impatient. <laughs> Okay, I skipped the whole paragraph in okay. my script and got very confused. So, okay. We're all just skipping ahead. Of course, even if he did die, sometimes it feels like he didn't. Despite him now being dead for almost as long as he was alive, seven of his albums were released after his death. He has performed as a hologram at Coachella in 2012. He's appeared oh, yeah. in a Snoop Dogg music video using deep fake technology oh. and many other things. That's not okay. But this deep episode fake, oh, deep fake is so that. terrifying. Deep fake yeah. is awful. Yeah. yeah. It looks so real. Like, it's crazy what you can do with it. This episode is about the theories that Tupac was smuggled out of the country to Cuba, where he's still alive to this day. 
for what reason? Tell me the reason. <laughs> tell me the reason. <laughs> I think you better tell her the reason. <laughs> the first album released after his death was being marketed only one or two months after his death. The music video featured him literally coming out of a grave to, quote, murder his enemies. Okay. It's a little <laughs> bit on the nose, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit on the nose. It's also speculated that our old friend Suge Knight knew creating this mystique around his death would keep him relevant and sell more albums. So they leaned into it with album art and marketing. What a disgusting person. Yeah, yeah so I'm saying. Like great. that, in, if I remember correctly, in our last episode, like he was one of the scummiest persons that I think that Tupac had to deal with because it yes. was always about pushing. I mean, it, to think about it from his perspective, he's like he's a he's a businessman. He's making sales. But at what cost? And it's like basically the, this young kid's life is at, at what cost because he's like going to try and put him in these horrible situations yeah. where it's only violence. And so it's, it's yeah, it's not it's not yeah. great. The guy's not not a very nice guy. He really fed into the, like the East Coast, West Coast beef, which got people killed. So and he is also currently in prison for running over a music video director. So what? <laughs> yeah, he ran over two people. So he's in prison right now. <laughs> I just, okay, hopefully he doesn't listen to this because I don't want to be on his bad list. I don't want to get run over. Oh, gosh. I thought I almost knocked something over. Sorry. It's him. <laughs> yeah, it's <a> <laughs> I got scared myself. Oh, he's here. <laughs> Tupac was involved in the most heated rap beef yet seen between the East and West Coast rap labels called uh, The East Was Bad Boy Records, Left Was... Don't remember. Snoop Dogg. It was Snoop Dogg's label, but it was also Suge Knight's label. I don't remember. Anyway, listen to our other episode. We talk about it. It really isn't hard to believe that some powerful, wealthy men put out a hit on Tupac. The theory suggests that he faked the whole thing and moved to Cuba to live with his aunt, who sought asylum in Cuba in the 80s after getting into some legal trouble. And that part's, like, accurate. Like, he did have an aunt who lived in Cuba. After. Well, you have to always have, like, that grain of truth to a conspiracy yeah. theory where it's, like, it's that way because it adds credence to the whole, like, oh, well, if this part is true, then, you know, a lot of it's got to be true, so. I thought you were going to say that you always have to have an ant in Cuba. <laughs> yeah, that is a, that's a required <laughs> thing, too. Like, everybody has to have an ant in Cuba if they want to get away with faking their own death. Like, yeah, that's, that's why everybody else fails at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the general theory that he faked his death and moved to Cuba. I wanted to give a more timeline view of it, like how it developed and the specifics of it, but it really seems as simple as Tupac either heard about an assassination plot or he just grew tired of the limelight and either faked the shooting entirely or actually got shot but survived and escaped to Cuba or Malaysia. Those are the two places. <laughs> Does he also very, have an aunt in Malaysia? <laughs> very Maybe, different yeah. places, I'm pretty sure. Culturally <laughs> speaking, like it's a pretty big difference, I'm pretty, I think, so. I think there's one particular reason why people say Malaysia that I think we get to. But since then, he's been repeatedly seen in different places and various people who knew him have said that he's still alive. So now that that's the kind of general theory, let's get into some of the evidence. Okay, he's, do those it. are bad friends. What if, if it's the ones, true, though? The ones that are saying that he's still alive or the yeah. ones... I, I don't know. Maybe they think maybe they're holding that hope that he's still alive. And it's not like, oh, no, he's for sure. Like, still alive. I talked to him on the phone like yesterday. Like, I know he's I know he went to Cuba with his aunt. And he's trying to like escape the limelight and, you know, possible assassinations. But like he called me on the phone like yesterday. And we were talking about Mountain Dew hard 
hard yeah. Mountain Dew, so it's crazy. Yeah, that's that's the thing Tupac needs to know about. <laughs> He's, been He's like, yo, have you tried this? Have you tried these hard Mountain Dews? <laughs> Comes back from the dead for Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's yeah, like a, think... a huge marketing campaign by, on the part of Mountain Dew there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Listen, Tupac, in 30 years, we're going to release hard Mountain Dews. We need you to fake your death until that time. <laughs> They throw them like the, what is it? Don't they have like an electric blue one or whatever? And they throw them like the hard electric blue and it like shocks his body back to life. I can see the commercial now. Like it's it's very grotesque, but at the same time, like kind of, you know, it's kind of hard. Like the Mountain Dews you're drinking. I'd probably oh buy it. <laughs> if they brought Tupac back to life, I'm trying it. Oh my God. So the first thing to look at is the actual shooting itself. As we noted in our episode about his death, it is strange that Suge was in the car with Tupac and seemingly got out of it without a scratch. Like, Tupac got hit four times. Suge, I think he had, like, a scratch on his cheek. How big was Tupac and how small was Suge? Suge is massive. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, don't buy it. I was about to say Tupac, yeah. Tupac is, like, shredded at this point and, and like, not not skinny as a rail because he's got some meat on him, I'm pretty sure, from what I remember in the pictures. He was fit. He's... So probably thinner guy, and Suge was like an NFL prospect as a linebacker. So he was a he was a big for real dude. talk. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> maybe massive. like maybe he actually did get hit, but the bullets just bounced off of him because he was like <laughs> yes. he's a superhuman. That's it. He was six two, two hundred sixty five pounds. Ooh. Yeah, for him to get it out with a scrape and like they're just like letting the side of the car. Yeah, I don't. It seems does. It does seem kind of sus, as the kids would say these days. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just tried to look up. Oh, he, Tupac was five foot nine. Oh. Yeah. A short king. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yes. So that I have was half an inch on Tupac. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> you know? Me too. <laughs> wow, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty tall though. You know. Yeah. So that was the first piece of evidence that somehow Suge just escaped everything. But maybe he's just lucky, but it is kind of strange. Also, after a shooting two years before that, like before Tupac's shooting, Tupac became obsessed with security and he always wore a bulletproof vest that he Mm. happened to not be wearing that night for some reason. Yeah, it all like when you I know that like with conspiracy theories, this happens a lot. But whenever you start piecing together like these little things, these strange details, it does yeah. start to make things look kind of weird. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, of course he would get shot the one night he's not wearing yeah. his bulletproof vest. Or, like, you know, of course, you know, Suge Knight would get out scot-free with, like, a little scratch on his face. Like, it just seems kind of sus, you know? It's one of those things where it's like, it could just be all coincidence, but it's weird that it's coincidence. Yeah. Like, like, coincidence one is going to be weird. Yeah, so. yeah, one coincidence is like, okay, sure. Two, meh, but, like, three or four, <laughs> then it's conspiracy territory. So after the shooting, we have some stories from his time in the hospital. Because I think he was in the hospital for a day or a few days, like in a coma before he actually passed. In 2017, our good buddy Ice-T made a show called Who Shot Biggie and Tupac? What? I... <laughs> uh, the disrespect. That does, that does sound like something too Ice-T would do, though. I mean, like, <laughs> it's very he, on the he, nose. He is a cop, so I mean... <laughs> Oh, my God. I've seen Law and Order, all right? <laughs> he interviewed Suge Knight from prison. Suge Knight was in prison. Ice-T was not. During the interview, Suge said, quote, when Pac died, if he really did. And then when he was pressed on that, 
and asked if he really believed that Tupac was still alive, Suge said, quote, I mean, when I left that hospital, me and Pac was laughing and joking. I don't see how someone can go from doing well to doing bad, end quote. Okay. Which happens Un- all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah. First off, wrong. Second off, unreliable <laughs> yeah. source. Yeah. I don't give a crap what this person says. Like, this is a guy who's like trying to sell records by any means necessary. And so like, of course, he's going to be like, uh, maybe he's dead. I don't know. You know, is, say, are you recording this? Are you recording this? Yeah, this, is all, this is in 2017, <laughs> though. So, like, this is long after he was doing his, like, mo- and he's not making money while he's in prison. So, this well, is, like, I, do they, do you he still... has less of a reason to lie at this point than he did back in the late 90s when it actually happened. I'm sorry. A liar, a liar. Like, that's fair. That's, no. That's also probably true. But do you make, so, like, whenever you go to prison, do you still, like, if you say I'm a rapper or I'm a singer and I get royalties and stuff, does that not just go to my bank account? Or are they, like, yeah, hey, probably, you're in prison? Yeah. Something like, I don't know if he's, like... Maybe they're auto-depositing checks into his account. I don't know what's going <laughs> yeah, on. It's probably but. true. So when Suge was asked one more time about it, he said, quote, with Pac, you never know, end quote. Again, uh, no. <laughs> so then we have yet more issues after his death. Tupac was cremated the day after he died in a private ceremony highly secured by none other than Suge Knight. <laughs> this dude, this is, he's just... He's playing the long game. He is. <laughs> He's playing the long game. And as we just talked about, the report from the cremator listed Tupac at six feet tall, 215 pounds. Wait. Wait a second. Tupac? But, yep. But his driver's license said that he was five foot nine and 165 pounds. It's not a huge okay. difference, but it's odd for two official documents to be even that much different. Okay. So question. Do you think... That that was also Suge Knight doing it to kind of because like like he like we know in today's well like well, that's the thing that's like in today's you know cultural zeitgeist right being short is not seen as like very profitable to people who are trying to sell a person that sounds really bad when you say it out loud <laughs> well uh, you know I what mean, I mean like a person's image sorry I should a <laughs> say, a person's image so it's like for him to be like oh no Tupac wasn't five nine like his driver's license said yeah. like he was six five and and 250 he was a big guy he was like way big he was super big he was the biggest person I know like <laughs> at that makes sense but I don't know that you could do that on like an official like that's basically a death certificate like it's like yeah. an official government document but I don't oh, okay. know that Suge Knight cares about things like laws and regulations. So why well, I, I don't think that Suge Knight would have had anything to do with the official documentation. It's, well, yeah, if it's he was from one the corner, of the corner, right? Yeah, but if he was one of the few people there at the ceremony, and if we're assuming the document was made at like at the ceremony or at the time of his cremation, then Suge Knight would maybe be there. And I don't think he's opposed to threatening people into doing things that he wants them to do. He I'm did really hit curious two people how... with his car. So yeah, for real. <laughs> I'm really curious, like, about how those death certificates come about now, because, mm-hmm. listen, I mean... We talk about it later, too. There's a, We're talking about a second person in this oh, episode okay. who also has a death certificate issue. I mean, people will document stuff wrong yeah. all the time, <laughs> so... <laughs> well, the good news is that pretty soon after this cremation ceremony, the cremator retired and dropped off the face of the earth. Oh, and no one has seen him since. <laughs> like... So as we're as we're telling this story, you can see how conspiracies yeah. <laughs> start forming where it's like all these because this happens all the time. Not with just like Tupac in his life or whatever, but it's like 
all these conspiracies, they always they always have like two or three things that are like kind of suspicious, and then it gets more and more weird as you go along. And the best conspiracy theories are the ones that are like just so off the wall crazy, like these random things happening that would never happen in other like circumstances. So like I can see how people are forming this conspiracy theory in their head. Yeah, yeah, it makes like when you put it all together, like one after the other, it starts to make a little sense. But yeah, I still don't think it's true. But it starts to like I start to be like ah. Definitely. It's like enough to raise your eyebrow. I don't Maybe. There was also a planned memorial service that was canceled at the last minute. And all of that means that the only people who ever saw Tupac's dead body was Suge Knight and the cremator who has vanished. Yeah, the guy and as like, we've already said, Suge Knight is not reliable. So, But he could also, he's a very wealthy man at this point, especially yeah. like, you know, off of his record company and whatnot. So a million here or there. You know, might not be much for him, but this coroner who's you know making probably you know fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. I don't know how much they make. Uh, that's, that's probably right. So not enough. yeah, not enough obviously to be <laughs> dealing with dead bodies. But like you know, just like hey, here's a million. You know, go spend your life in in Cuba with uh, you know, I don't your, know, your aunt. aunt. <laughs> yeah, your aunt. For this is work, you gotta have an aunt in Cuba. You got an aunt in Cuba. He's like, yeah, sure. Okay, here's a million dollars. Perfect. Go on. Maybe the most. Viral recent evidence comes from Suge Knight's son, who is conveniently also known as Suge Knight Jr. I I don't know. <laughs> He's just Suge Knight too. His, his name is Suge Knight too. His, his name is also Suge Knight. Like, I, I, to be fair, Suge Knight. I mean, I don't know much about the guy personally, but like just from my knowing the facts about him, he does seem like the narcissistic type to be like, "Yes, I'm going to name my son Suge Knight as well. Not junior, <laughs> not senior, not two. No, it's just Suge just Knight. Another just another Suge Knight in the world. It's so. like DJ Khaled, another one." Another one. DJ there it is. We the best music. He right. so Suge Knight, little Suge Knight, posted videos of himself <laughs> in Malaysia that he said was of Tupac. Then he posted a text thread where someone said that he was talking too much and needed to be taken out. He posted another video of people following him or something. It was really weird and like very obviously fake, dramatic. Instagram this guy's just video. harassing some Malaysian resident. <laughs> He's just <laughs> like, this is definitely Tupac. Look at this. He posted a couple of pictures of a slightly older looking Tupac posing with Beyonce and 50 Cent at like mm. concerts, essentially. Which is like, I don't I don't know if someone who's hiding would go to a Beyonce concert and pose with her. But you know. Uh, I mean Beyonce's worth it. <laughs> She's the bee queen, I believe, right? Is that what they call her? <laughs> so close. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the bee queen. Yeah, she's like she a comes Minecraft out with a now. swarm of bees. Behind her. <laughs> oh, that's so good. So the whole time that Lil Suge Knight was doing all of this stuff, he was teasing new music from Tupac. I hate this family. <laughs> yeah, it's so shady. Yeah. It's it's so shady. But ultimately, he flip-flopped on all of it, and most people now think that it was just some weird attention-grabbing publicity stunt. The photos that he posted looked obviously photoshopped, and it seems like he might be releasing some like previously unreleased Tupac music, and it was just kind of might have all just been like some very ill-advised marketing ploy for that. 
Goodness. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that we can probably discount that one. And he's probably not living in Malaysia. I'm going to find the pictures. Okay. I looked them. I think he like deleted all of it from his Instagram. So the internet is forever. Yeah. Like you can yeah, still, I you saw can't them. And they're, the internet. they're obviously like not, <laughs> it's just not <laughs> real, but that's again, he's just harassing some Malaysian resident. He's like, look at this guy. <laughs> yeah. Look at this Tupac right here. He's like, man, I'm just trying to get home. I just got done working like a nine <laughs> to five shift. I'm just trying to get home. My back is killing me. And now I've got like Suge Knight Jr. Not called Jr. Like chasing me down, trying to get a picture of me, you know? So do you have those YouTube links I sent you? Oh yeah, I do. I didn't know so when to pull them up. I'll go ahead and. Cause Lil Suge Knight isn't the only one who claimed to see Tupac. There are a couple Tupac, of videos. Tupac, which one am I watching? Okay. The first one. The okay. couple of videos of Tupac after his death. One is from someone seeing him hanging out with his friends in Cuba. But I think Mika has something to show us first. I oh, sorry. Let me it's get very it. dark on the screen. I have the Bee Queen. Okay. Picture at the Bee Queen no. picture. Ah. He might need to turn your brightness. Oh, yeah, there we go. I mean, that definitely looks like a Tupac imposter. Like maybe somebody you would pay yeah. to show up at like your birthday party is like, you know, Tupac themed <laughs> birthday party. I mean, I could see, I would definitely be like, oh, okay, if I saw that in passing, like, oh, that's definitely Tupac hanging out with Beyonce. Like, cool. Yeah. All right. Here's the first video of okay. Tupac supposedly alive and just hanging out with friends in Let Cuba. Click this link real quick. Oh, gosh, that's oh. loud. The rumors is true. Tupac is fucking living, yo. I just seen him in the studio, man. He just dissed. Okay, well, first of all, language, pal. <laughs> I know you're excited, but, like, calm down. I don't know why, but he just dismissed. I need y'all to be quiet, man. Holler back exclusive. Molly Manson. What is the quality of this? Big old pocket with his motherfucking... 240. Nice. He holding a fucking Coke. All right. Again, dude, I know you're so excited about this, but language... His friend's back from the dead. Okay, so... Holler back exclusive, baby. Holler back. Are you, are you still watching Okay, it? sorry. Yeah, I'm done watching it. Cause, okay, so my quality was 240p. I don't know what you guys had. <laughs> Probably about there. Very pixelated. All right. It, it, to me, just looked like a guy who kind of looked like Tupac. Like Again, it's the Tupac impersonator. You have him show up. This guy hired a Tupac impersonator. He was like, okay, just show up to this. Like, I, I don't know. They look like they're hanging out like on a Hollywood set or whatever. They're like, I think you watched the wrong video. No, I watched the first one, right? It's, it's the guy I might have sent you the wrong ones. Oh, gosh. Okay, let me watch. Because the first one was just them in a street, like him and a couple guys, and they were, like, smoking in a street. Okay, I got Tupac in Cuba and Tupac with Suge Knight. Tupac in Cuba is the one. Yeah, he was Sh hanging out. Yeah, no, no, no. He was hanging out. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, hold on. Let me watch. Let me watch it again real quick. Let's make sure. It's, like, Hollaback exclusive. Is that yes, what you Yes, yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was watching the same one. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the other one looks more like a movie set. And we can go ahead and watch that one right now. And it's supposed okay. to be Tupac with Suge Knight in 2004 in Cuba. We he was already what you're watching right now to bring you this exciting story. In the 90s. A new documentary Sometime. is asking an old question. Who killed rapper Tupac Shakur? That's Shook, the big bald guy. Set okay. Right. Oh, okay. Performance I'm at the point where Tupac was flipping off the camera. Where you guys at? We're watching the one with Shook right now. Yeah, that's what I'm watching. Tupac okay. is alive, never seen before, 2004. Yeah. Okay. But I think I might have started later. Anyway, that's basically it. It's just him hanging out with Shook. You never see his face. You don't, which is a point. 
that I get to in the discounting section. Also, in 2010, there was an interview with a friend of Tupac's who was a rapper known as Treach. Treach? Yeah. <laughs> the interview was supposed to be over, but the guy left the camera rolling, like down at his hip. So, in a seemingly off-the-cuff moment, when the interviewer asked if Pac was still alive, Treach said, the last time I saw him, he was in Cuba, man. End quote. Now, did, did Tupac ever travel to Cuba in his career? Or is it like... I gotta imagine, if he had an aunt in Cuba, he, you know he's going, especially one that he's gonna go and like visit after he's faked his own death. Like, you know that he's at least gone down to Cuba once before in his life. Possibly. But I don't... I think it was more he was implying that he was still alive in Cuba. Like, he had uh, talked to him recently. That's the best evidence that I feel like I've heard. From okay. Treach? From <laughs> Treach! <laughs> it's <laughs> like so, yeah no, no so what, Treach, how do you Treach feel about got the... all my information so far <laughs> how do you feel about the videos though those weren't compelling uh like okay i don't want to say that they're not compelling because they are videos and they are on the internet and everything is on the internet you can believe <laughs> but i want to say that again to make his point you don't see his face in the one all right and in the second one he does like while he does have like tupac's bald head he doesn't have the build I feel like Tupac has. I don't know. Tupac is a little bit like beefier, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Well, the first I thought one we, was like, I don't know. It's. <sighs> I thought I know. talked about this later, but it looks like I didn't include this section. So I'll just kind of like talk about why people discount those videos and that evidence right now. The first video, people would just say it wasn't Tupac. Like it was just someone who looked like him. The second yeah. one, people say it was Tupac and Suge, but it wasn't in 2004. It was on the set of a music video that they filmed before Tupac died, which and, would make sense with all the video, like the music video yeah. he released after his death. So yeah, people say it's just like it, yeah, it is him, but like it's just not from that time that the person said it was from. And then the interview, people say that Treach was just joking because he sounded kind of like sarcastic, and he sounded like he was just poking fun at the Cuba rumors when he how, said it. Yeah, I was about to say, like, yeah. how long has it been? Has he heard the Cuba rumors? And if so, like, yeah, he yeah. most likely is just making a jest. Yeah, it was. If in, I will, if it I was can. in 2010, so it was well after. Like, people had. Oh yeah. Done it. So he's it, making, it he's, sounded like he was just like, oh, yeah, he was in, he's in Cuba, like just kind of like <laughs> yeah. making fun of it. Fans also point to clues in Tupac's songs to say that he probably faked his own death and planned an elaborate return. Tupac was a really big fan of a philosopher, which, you know, might not expect, named Machiavelli. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tupac even called his last album The Seven Day Theory and released it under his stage name, Machiavelli. In Machiavelli's most famous work, he suggested faking your own death to confuse your enemies in battle. And if you rearrange the letters in the stage name Machiavelli, you get "am alive K." Well, you also, <laughs> yeah, like I feel like that's stretching it. The, just the, just the <laughs> reference you could have made from like Machiavelli and Machiavelli, like that was enough to be like, oh, okay, yeah. he probably has heard of Machia- Machiavelli and his. Like, I think seven he days. was yeah, on his... record as being a fan of Machiavelli. Yeah, so that, like, like but to go and say, oh, well, it's actually yeah. like, uh, when, what are they called? Anagrams or whatever. Whenever you yeah. rearrange the letter, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's like going a little <laughs> bit too far. Where it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, the, the K is supposed to be in reference to a guy named Casanova the Don, who spells his name with a K. Uh, I think again. He is stretch. another rapper who people claim is actually Tupac. What? 
They have a similar vocal style, and Casanova has collaborated collaborated with former members of Tupac's crew. As has how many other yeah, people? Yeah, probably a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like just generalizing. Like anybody could be Tupac at this point if Casanova, they've done business with the record label. Casanova released a song in 2012 called "The Mystery" that heavily plays into the conspiracy theories. Like, of course, you're going to make money off yeah, of it, so of why course. not? Like, yeah. <laughs> It has lyrics like, quote, it's been 16 years, still stuck in a dark cage, living in my mind of that fateful day, 9796. I remember like it was yesterday. I got a lot to say. And then he goes on to just like in the song, retell the story of the night of Pac's death. That sounds to me like he was just, yeah, he's the, the, that Tupac's death has been weighing on him. So here's a song yeah. about it. So it's not, it doesn't sound to me like he's like, oh, this happened to me and I'm actually yeah. Tupac and I'm, I'm actually still <laughs> Because alive, the thing so. is, if he was Tupac, it didn't happen to him. So yeah. Why that's are you telling us in third person? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why are you telling us in the person? Come on. From the seven day theory, mm-hmm. Tupac's al- album before he died, Suge wasn't listed as the album's producer, which he always was. Instead, someone named Simon was listed as a producer who, according to the Bible, was one of the first people to see Jesus risen from the dead. Okay. <laughs> That's just what the theory is. I mean, I guess. <laughs> people say that if you listen to his song Hail Mary loudly enough, you can hear someone whisper, you think I'm dead, around the three-second mark, followed by Tupac's slightly louder reply of, wait seven years. See, okay, so like we, uh, it's a good callback to the first episode we did together with Paul McCartney, right? Where it's like they yep. played the track backwards and like you could hear things. And it's like, do I think that they add or have that? Like, there are, is that audio? Maybe, but also it could be like a big stretch. So, and also, it's just p- musicians do this kind of thing where they, they, they set those kind of things up for later, like later references, mm-hmm. you know? It's also been way more than seven years, and he's not back. So yeah, he couldn't yeah. get like <laughs> kind of throws a wrench in that theory. His aunt, his aunt was like, "Nah, I can't take you to the airport today. Sorry." <laughs> and he's been stuck in Cuba ever since. <laughs> oh my gosh! Years. Fans point to lyrics in Tupac's last album released before he died called "All Eyes on Me." In one song, he raps. I still burn him reference. I like that. <laughs> oh, I went straight Britney Spears. <laughs> oh, I was thinking Bo Burnham's like recent like inside. Yeah. Is, uh, oh my gosh, it's so good. But anyways, Both yeah. phenomenal works of art. Oh, so beautiful. Britney in Spears. one song from All Eyes on Me, he raps, quote, I heard a rumor I died, murdered in cold blood, dramatized. Pictures of me in my final stage, you know mama cried. But that was fiction. Some coward got the story twisted, like I no longer existed, mysteriously missing. End quote. Which is just like, I, to me, that's just a rapper talking about a violent thing like that. He was that's already wearing happens. a bulletproof vest. Yeah, like <laughs> rappers rap Although, about violent altercations. So that was Tupac that wrote that one. Yep, that was his last album that was released before he died. The other one, the Seven Day Theory, I think he recorded it before he died, but it came out after. Yeah, I mean, again, I it's one I of those things where I can, I can slowly start to see like, oh, okay, it's I can understand why it is believable. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, that's basically the theory and a lot of the strongest supporting evidence that I could find. So where are we landing on the, the Tupac one? Mika, you know, ladies first, where are you at on this? I I think that the majority of your strongest evidence comes from Suge Knight. And, no, uh, there's some from <laughs> yeah. Tupac's recordings. And Treach. Treach. Yeah, I, mean. <laughs> I don't know, man. I... 
it's pretty ridiculous. All right. I think you lost me at the freaking anagram. <laughs> that, sounds like, that sounds like something like a six year old would come up with and be so proud about. Okay, maybe not six, probably like ten. Well, unfortunately, like we still have people who believe in like numerology and stuff, and like like so it's like yeah, realistically, it's probably like. I don't know, a 30 year old who's like listening to the songs, like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Like, he's, but right. what do I you think, think, Jacob? Oh, man. So, not to discredit anybody that does believe that the conspiracy that he is still alive, like, I can definitely understand why people are at that conclusion. Um, but I still think in my head that I, I think RIP Tupac, he died way before his time. Uh, and he was basically the pawn in. A, a music producer's scheme to just get as much money as he could. And, and yeah. I think uh, it's, it's sad to say, but I think that Suge Knight kind of had this all planned from the get go, like having all this unreleased music, you know, whatnot. And then whenever, you know, Tupac wanted out, it was like, well, you can't get out and, eh, you know, and it, it just sucks. But man, I want to believe because that would be great. I mean, at the end of the day, like I do wish that Tupac would have been able to escape, like just to go yeah. live his own life or whatever and go do what he wanted to do. But I think it's it, the story is sadder than it seems. So sure. Man, and violence and manipulation for personal monetary gain is way more believable than this. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's just like because I mean, a lot of like the story that we talked about in Tupac in the in the in the previous episode was just like this was a, a guy who is honestly just like loved rapping, loved loved the job, and unfortunately, like doing that, like you have to maintain a certain image. And I don't, I mean, I don't know anything you know personally about Tupac, but it just feels to me like he was like putting on a big front. Okay, I don't want to get like shot down by any of the the Tupac stands out there, but I don't know. I kind of sure wish that he would have podcast. Yeah, I kind I kind of hope in my head that like it is true, and he is down in Cuba hanging out with his aunt, maybe sipping Some like fun. a mai tai, hanging out on the beach, having a good time, you know. So now we'll talk about one more person who isn't as well known and talked about, but rumors that he is still alive have been rampant since his death. I'm assuming neither of you know really anything about Jim Morrison of the Doors. No. I'm gonna... Despite us talking about him. In our psychedelic rock episode. Oh, oops. He was the guy that you really hated. Oh. He was the pretentious, like, weird little music person that you were like, oh, of course he's like this. <laughs> What's your attitude towards him? I remember this now. Okay, he, so like, it's a, wrote crossover. Songs it's a crossover into the Sound of History yeah. show. Let's go. I actually, I, I feel like I've heard the name. Was it Jim Morrison? Jim Morrison. I feel like I've heard the name, but I, I, don't, I don't think that I've delved into these conspiracy theories. So. Okay. Well, listen to our episode on Psychedelic Rock if you want to hear more about The Doors and him as a person. We don't talk like a lot about him, but you know, a little bit. Mika doesn't like him, so that's all I need yes. to know. Yeah, I throw major shade. <laughs> <laughs> so Jim Morrison was the singer and songwriter for The Doors, and because of his erratic behavior and characteristics on stage, he is considered one of the most legendary and iconic frontmen in the history of rock and roll. He's not that legendary, apparently. He's the guy who is, I think, the only rock frontman who has been arrested on stage ah. because he, like, improved a song making fun of the police who are surrounding the stage. And oh, then of they, course. They wouldn't, like, <laughs> arrest him, yeah. He got caught making out with someone in a, or, like, hooking up with someone in a bathroom stall, and they got mad at him. <gasps> like Shaggy. <And> they, <laughs> what? 
I'm sure Shaggy has a song about him hooking up with somebody in the bathroom stall. I don't know. I just think of him immediately when I hear that. Probably. I thought of Scooby Doo. Oh no! Oh my gosh! This oh no! The fan art. No, I don't even want to know about like that kind of like fan art out there. No. No, I'm talking about the uh, singer slash. I guess is he a rapper? I don't R and B. I don't know what Shaggy yeah, would be under. Rapper hip hop. It wasn't me. There we go. That's that's yeah. immediately what I go to like hooking up with somebody in the bathroom stall. Like, of course, it wasn't yeah. him. So don't. Well, anyway, he was hooking up with someone. The police told him to stop, and he told the police <laughs> to eat me. And then the cop said, "One last chance to stop." To which Jim replied, "One last chance to eat me." <laughs> and then they, like pulled him off and so he went on with the show and then made fun of the cops in a song and they arrested him <laughs> that was... okay i'm not gonna lie he missed a great opportunity to be like okay why are you in this stall with me like yeah. <laughs> it's like what are you doing here first of all this is my bathroom so anyway that's that's jim morrison jim had slipped more and more into drug abuse as the band got popular as you would expect from a psychedelic rock star his erratic behavior got worse and his mental state suffered from it so, after a recording session in L.A., he told his bandmates that he was going to Paris for a bit to just kind of, like, get away from things. At first, they thought it was a really good idea. So, in 1971, he went to live with his girlfriend in an apartment in Paris. While there, his appearance changed a lot. He lost weight, and he shaved his iconic beard. Really, people were saying that he was, like, he was looking healthier. Like, they thought he was, like... He was walking alone on the streets a lot. Like he was, just, like they said he started to look a little bit like happier and healthier. Oh yeah, this guy looks like a douche. Sorry, I mean, I don't mean, <laughs> to, I don't even have to bleep that out, but <laughs> yeah, this oh this guy. I'm with you. I'm glad you agree one. with me. Yeah. <laughs> well, despite him looking a little bit better, on July 3rd, 1971, Jim Morrison was found dead in his bathtub by his girlfriend. Okay, Although, well, now I feel bad about saying all that <laughs> stuff. But. I mean, you knew where this was going. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, he's not dead, so I didn't know where you were going with that, okay? Like, he's still alive. Although no autopsy was ever performed, the official cause of death was ruled as heart failure. Several people who claim to be eyewitnesses say that his death was caused by an accidental heroin overdose. Jim Morrison was only 27 years old. That's the saddest part. I think I hate that. Yeah, well, I think Tupac was younger, but yeah, yeah. he's still... Like they were both younger than I currently am. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, these are kids. These are babies, you know. Probably because of the general air of mystique that always surrounded whatever Jim Morrison did, almost from the first announcement of his death, people have questioned it. Jim's body actually stayed in their apartment for three days. No. Wrapped in plastic and dry ice. Why? While That's his girlfriend Pam and their friend Alan made funeral arrangements. That's I don't know. I guess it's like okay, that's so weird, dude. That's like that's too that's much time the... around a dead body. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, in other um, cultures, that's like one of the ways that people deal with death, and it's not as scary because you just are used to like, all right, well, they're not here anymore. I can tell because there they are in the bathtub, wrapped oh, in dry man. ice. Yeah, I think that's the culture <laughs> in Paris, though. I think that this sounds like a bunch of kids that don't have any money. Yeah, but how sure. do you get dry ice? But yeah, but also like, what do you do? Like with a dead body, do they not just hold it at the morgue for you or until funeral? I but I guess it's only in America where they would like uh, hold it in the morgue. I guess I don't. You don't have any insurance. Sorry, like they ship it back with you. Like you gotta take this <laughs> home with you. I can't keep this here. It's like I'll a buy Walmart. a plane ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. It's I like gotta have to take Bernie's this on a plane. Oh my god. <laughs> 
Sometime during that three-day period, a doctor stopped by the apartment and signed a death certificate. Eventually, a coffin <laughs> that Pam up. ordered. He's like, yep, he's dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> signs it and goes on. Sorry. Probably get see. him out of your bath, but yep, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> You're going to want to let this water out. It's going gonna, it's gonna to bloat the corpse oh. if you don't. Yeah, because you want to get this water out of here. I don't know why you still have it at the tub. So. No. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to put that image in everybody's head. <laughs> Eventually, a coffin that Pam ordered, the cheapest one available, was delivered. By the time the doors manager arrived in Paris, he saw a sealed coffin and the death certificate. So the only people who supposedly ever saw Jim Morrison's dead body were Pam, their friend Alan, and the doctor. Though it's possible that the doctor who signed the death certificate never actually saw the body, it'd be highly unprofessional, but it's still possible. It is possible. <laughs> okay, so is Jim Morrison's girlfriend, like, American? I think so. Because I could see it being, uh, from what I understand about the French, this is, again, my uncultured and uneducated opinion uh, or, or statement, is that, like, they don't like us very much. So I could <laughs> see them, I could see him being like, oh, it's another dumb American, like, sure, whatever, I'll sign your stupid <laughs> sure death certificate, dead. like... So uh, yeah, That's sure possible. he's yeah yeah whatever. But I, I so think, I could see I could see that there could be like some maybe like you know fudging the numbers a little bit so to say so to speak. So yeah, I think we talk more about this doctor too maybe. But there's been some speculation about him because I think okay. no one can figure out who he is because they can't read his name on the death certificate like the way he signed it. No one can tell what it actually says. That's that's pretty reasonable yeah yeah from, from what i know about doctor signatures they're not like you know nobody's getting a nobel prize for their signature also it's worth noting that pam said that she called them paramedics when she found jim unresponsive but they arrived too late to save him i don't know if there's anything that proves that the paramedics like ever actually went there but if that is true then they also would have seen jim morrison's dead body okay when was this uh in the 70s I feel like there's got to still be some sort of documentation. Yeah, but it's also Paris. We don't really know how they do things. Probably documented. <laughs> nah, it's Paris. They don't care. Uh, it's just again, they don't like do Americans, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know if that's like for real or not, but I heard. <laughs> of course, the fact that there was no autopsy didn't really help the rumors. Yeah. At the time, the laws in Paris said that autopsies weren't necessary. <laughs> I take back the documentation. Again, <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, eh, eh. He's, I'm sure dead. He, I'm, he's dead. Like, what's the point of cutting him open? He's already dead. Like, oh my gosh. People started to ask who the doctor was, and incredibly, Pam couldn't remember his name, and his signature on the certificate is illegible. What do like, you mean by incredibly? Were you being sarcastic? Because I would not remember. Like, I don't know your name half the time like there's no way that like it's if like, i'm grieving my like yeah. dead boyfriend that i remember some like doctor who came by for two well, seconds the thing is she probably would have summoned the doctor there so at the very least she would remember how she found that doctor and been able to trace it back and be like i looked him up in the phone book so it had to have been like this guy to she be was fair never able to produce his name <laughs> to be fair I call people on the phone and they tell me their name and I don't even remember their name. <laughs> right. Like, you but know, so. you would be able to be like, I remember I called this person. Here's their number. So this, ha you could be able to like well, look like, them up it... and find his name going by the same way you did it the first time. Yeah. And it's, it's also like the seventies. So like, I'm assuming that it, 
the phone book isn't just like oh you call this like corporate office number and they'll, they'll get in touch yeah. with like a doctor you know it's Probably like pretty specific doctor. like hey call doctor dr florenstein and he's gonna come <laughs> down here and he's gonna like sign a death certificate or whatever or she went through like a government agency or the u.s embassy yeah. or something who also would have been she would have been like i don't just ask them and they could have like given the name or she could have seen the signature and it like vaguely resembles a name and she's like oh yeah it was this and gone like there's a lot of ways she could have remembered it or she could have like pointed people in direction to find it and she just never did she let it be a mystery um where were we i could see that i could see that happening still yeah i mean it's 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 like we said with Tupac, like it's possible. It's yeah. like it would uh, yeah. be a little coincidental, but it's still possible. And again, it's like she is Tamika's point. She is grieving. You know, she. It would be hard for me to remember a name like on a normal day, let alone like when I walked in on my boyfriend being dead in the bathroom. So, right. and it's only and happened like once in my lifetime. So, you know, <laughs> and that was a pretty traumatic experience. Everyone's like, "Who? Who is the doctor? He's not really dead." Like I'd be like pissed off. I was like, "You don't get to know the doctor's name." Mm. Again, yeah, like, and that's that's a great point. Stop yeah. trying to find my dead boyfriend. I don't want to talk about it. He's kind of dead, and I'm kind of grieving. Like, yeah, it's a, like in the Paul McCartney thing again. Knew. It's like the Paul McCartney thing again too. Like where you're in the middle of like this process of grieving or whatever, or just like living your own life, and somebody comes to you and is like, "Yeah, is your boyfriend really dead? Is he dead? Yeah, I'm sure he's dead." You know, it's like, yeah, of course you're gonna, you're being put on the spot. You're stressed. You're you're grieving. Like, I can understand how she's like not remembering who the doctor was. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. Pam took every step necessary to rush Jim's burial, including lying to the American embassy and <laughs> saying that Jim had no family so that they didn't have to notify anyone. <laughs> okay. That's odd. I'll give, you, I'll give you that. That's odd. I still track it. What if he didn't like his family? And she's like, no, they're dead to him. He doesn't have any family. She said that even though Jim still had parents who were not told about their son's death before his funeral and burial. That's rough. Yeah. I think they found out about it in the news. It's, it's awful. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's bad. That's rough. The Doors organist, Ray, kind of spurred on a lot of the rumors when he said that Jim often talked about faking his own death. <sighs> that, that is such a Ray thing to say, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> just, just typical Ray. Yeah. At the time, Jim was in a lot of legal trouble. He was actually in Paris to get away from it and under all kinds of scrutiny for his godlike status in the countercultural movement. The FBI and the CIA really didn't like the countercultural movement. So anyone who was like a figurehead in that is going to be under a lot of like scrutiny, That's a lot of so investigation. The, yeah, the I mean, FBI and the CIA. Yeah. They just didn't want anybody having a good time, you know? <laughs> they were just like, oh, I can't have these people free thinking and stuff because then we can't <laughs> control them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Ray said that he wouldn't be surprised if Jim faked his own death to get away from everything. He was said he also wouldn't be surprised if Jim just showed up one day. <laughs> Ray oh. passed away in 2013, but he maintained until the day he died that it was possible that Jim faked his own death. He's also, it's, it's worth noting that he never outright said he did. He never said that Jim contacted him. He never said that he had seen Jim. He just said that, like, it sounds like something Jim might have done. Like, yeah, it's possible I mean, cause that it's like, it, which is, I think, a fair statement. Yeah, and it's like me and Mika sitting here like, oh, yeah, he's pretentious. Look at this guy. He's, like, definitely a douche or whatever. <laughs> so, like, yeah, you can sit here and say, and I like the, I like the fact that he never was, like, trying to sell records and was like, yeah, he bet he faked his own death. Like, yeah, he definitely yeah. did it. You know, he was just like, yeah, I never said that he did or didn't. Like, I'm just saying that that's something that Jim would do. Like, that sounds like yeah. such a Jim thing to do. <laughs> it's worth noting that the Doors guitarist disagreed and said that the rumors weren't true. 
Up until they heard about his death, his bandmates thought that he was doing really well in Paris. He was writing poetry every day. He was going on long walks in the city. And from the photos right before his death, he looked healthy and fit. But it was also no secret that he heavily struggled with addiction, and Pam, his girlfriend, would pass away a few years after him from a heroin overdose. Dang. Damn, dude. So it isn't a stretch to say that he was generally more healthy than he was in America, just still abusing drugs and heroin. And heroin is an incredibly dangerous and easy to accidentally overdose drug, even I if mean, you are, like, otherwise healthy. I mean, it's going on today, isn't it? Like, it's still, mm-hmm. like, prevalent today as far yeah. as, especially being mix, mixed with, like, fentanyl and stuff. But yeah. need to go get some Narcan. I don't think they had that back then. No, like I need to. Oh, it's yeah. I about to say it's a <laughs> like crime. It's to. honestly a it's honestly a crime that like Narcan just isn't readily available for everybody. Yeah. But well, anyways, I think that's it for kind a different podcast. Is it? I think that in the last few years, yeah, I'm not positive, but it I is. think that you can go get it and have it. Like, yes, but like from what I understand, it's harder to get it, uh, basically because they like you have to go through certain like steps of getting it. They don't just like give oh, it out okay. to people because the way we view drugs is like it's not so much a disease like you know drug abuse isn't so much a disease it is just like somebody needs to get over it and so it's one of those things where like a lot of it gets hung up in in politics and whatnot but yeah i believe that oh but that's neither here nor there (laughs) this gym guy (laughs) so there isn't really a ton to this theory other than just hearsay unlike other theories that we've talked about fans haven't found any clues in music or photos or anything that makes it more believable yeah well it's also the door stopped after he died. So like there wasn't new music coming out that would like subtly hint at it. Like they, there was no more music. You mean like their record label didn't like, you know, pump out a bunch of un- unfinished music <laughs> yeah. or like, I don't know, maybe promote conspiracy theories that he was still alive just to sell records. <laughs> That's so weird. That is why, super weird. Why wouldn't he have done that? <laughs> we do know that towards the end of his life, Jim was tired of the fame. He even wrote quote, the joy of performing has ended end quote in one of his notebooks. And that's one of the reasons that he went to Paris, to enjoy a quieter life as a writer. Dang. In 2009, a guy who claimed to be Jim's agent, which right off the bat, strong start, <laughs> told a magazine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He told a magazine that Jim faked his death and purchased a ranch in Oregon in 1999. Uh, it's just like, it brings out the worst in people, doesn't it? Like this guy, obviously, yeah. he's just some guy trying to make a story to make some yeah. sales. He said that Jim overdosed on purpose in order to fake his death and spent six <laughs> weeks in a coma before waking up and living in seclusion. Because he has control over that. Yeah. yeah. And also, <laughs> you fake an overdose to spend three days in a bathtub wrapped in dry ice? Like, what? <laughs> some got to get medical help at some point. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it doesn't, yeah, it's just, there's too many uncontrolled variables there for somebody to be like, oh, no, I can definitely plan this overdose. Like, you know, I know, I know drugs. Yeah. I could do this. (laughs) Gerald, the agent, agent in quotes, claims that Jim married a woman named Martha and worked as a construction worker after his, quote, death. Okay. That same magazine also talked to another person who claimed to be in contact with Jim in 2015. In 2011, a YouTuber uploaded a video claiming that Jim was alive in Oregon and going by the name William Lawyer. He superimposed a picture of Jim over a picture of William and said that they fit. They did not really fit. It's like, it's like, no, 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 trust me. They fit. How they're old like, is this YouTuber? It was 
I don't know how old the YouTuber was. The video was in 2011. Okay, again, it's going to be another 240p yes. YouTube video. I don't have the clip. You can look it up if you want. No, I, didn't. I want to <laughs> it see. It wasn't worth it. I want to take just a look at it. It's like an eight-minute video for like nothing. Oh, like, my gosh. Nothing happens in it. It sounds like a YouTuber to make an eight-minute video yeah. on like a four-second yep. clip. Jim Morrison. If you type in William Lawyer, Jim Morrison. Oh, sorry. Come up. Wait, William Lawyer? Is that what you said? Yeah, L-O-Y-E-R. Oh, okay, gotcha, okay, yeah, 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 the gym, okay, sorry, you continue on. Well, now I feel like Mika's gonna have to see it. Yeah. If you're I, seeing it. I'm just picturing Jim and, like, Jeffree Star, like, Is it just collaborating all text? in their own, like, Yes, it's all text. In Oregon, getting oh away gosh. from it all. I think it's the it's one about six Jim Morrison, mark. or yeah, that one, but there's one Jim Morrison alive in Oregon, which might be it. It's got 6,000 views, the one I'm watching. Oh, my gosh. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Why is it JMST7? That's the one I'm watching. It's okay, literally, yeah, it's post. just like, okay, so uh, it's at the six-minute mark. Uh, yeah. 6.46 is when, like, or 6.30-ish. See, like, you can't really tell uh, if it fits because he just yeah, fades he one just in fades, over the other one. He just <laughs> fades the image into oh, the video. Oh, but it's fading back. It's fading back. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like if I took mine and Nick's picture, and uh, I, I toss Mika's in there too. Like we take our pictures and we just, I just fade my picture into Nick's and then Nick's into Mika's. But like, are they the same person? Who's to say? Not you me. You heard it here. I'm just the YouTuber. I don't know. Yeah. The other one, the one that's just called Jim Morrison Alive in Oregon, opens with a clip of uh, the Joker. Oh Heath my Ledger God. is the Joker. So you know it's, it's real. But that oh video. Oh, here's the. Here's. Here's the picture he says is Jim Morrison as Jim Lawyer. I got to get through this guns. ad first. <laughs> but watch this. <laughs> yep. Just wait. This is a better. He slides the face <laughs> in. Oh, my God. Alive in Oregon? Question mark. They this, do not have the same lips. This just one be, is around should, 140. That's we have a whole it. podcast just dedicated to us like stripping oh gosh my monitor why did my monitor go off oh gosh what are we stripping <laughs> we're ripping into just like youtube videos man so hold that on that video go ahead go ahead keep going that video also says also has a blurry clip of the doors keyboardist ray saying that jim was in oregon but he really seems to be saying it sarcastically and William Lawyer works at a place called the Jim Morrison Sanctuary Ranch. Huh? Why? <laughs> what do you mean, why? Why is it the Jim Morrison Sanctuary Ranch? It was started by a guy who's a big fan of the Doors and was, like, I guess, like a therapy ranch thing. I don't know. But watch this. I love that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> is... So if Jim Morrison... Okay, was continue. still alive today. Oh, yep. also, Mika has to step away, so we might just be us two finishing this. That's okay. It's okay. So if Jim Morrison was still alive today, he'd be 78 years old, and no one has heard anything from him in 50 years. I think to be like an entertainer, you have to be a certain kind of person. You have to be somewhat narcissistic. You have to want to be on stage, and you have to want people to hear you and see you. Sure, he might have been getting tired of the fame, but I think for any entertainer, that itch would start to come back. 
So for him to remain completely hidden for 50 years seems just like absurd to me. I'm thinking I'm right there with you as well. And and like you said, yeah, I think with, with like kind of like the, what I know about him and, and, and listen to the episode, like, yeah, he seems like the type that he's not going to want to just walk away from that. Like, mm-hmm. m- would he be upset or irritated with, you know, like the fame and stuff and having like put on this persona 24 seven, maybe. But I also think that it's one of those things where that's just a story they told about him. And and, and all yeah. honestly, like he couldn't, he wouldn't be able to step away from the limelight. I do think though, like I will say of all of the supposed musicians who faked their death, he's the one I would most believe would like be, would want to do it. Like yeah. I can see that being some sort of weird, like, art project for him to like fake his death and absolutely it just seems like something he would do but i think at this point he would have made some kind of comeback yeah and i think that's where the like the kind of conspiracy dies where like him being him and and being you know like narcissistic if he truly is he would have come back by now and 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 it's it's like again it's like uh, it's like with tupac he just he got left at the airport he can't get back (laughs) he's trying to hit hard but for 50 years he's not been able to it's also possible he faked his own death and then ended up accidentally dying of an overdose after that. But that's yeah. not one of the theories. So. But, and it's like, while I do love conspiracies, they, I think these, these two stories are more sad than they let on, where it's like mm-hmm. one story is of uh, of Tupac, who, you know, way young, should have got to live his own life. And, and honestly, I would say that out of the two, he would be the one that I would think really wanted to step away from the limelight and just kind of enjoy his own yeah. life. That's and true it sounds like these are just two stories of people passing away. And then Mm -hmm. in one story, you have them taking advantage of that to make sales. And the other one, it's kind of just like people wanting them to still be alive and, and kind of like trying to make it more like these two YouTubers are making very convincing (laughs) uh, YouTube videos on it. Uh, There are, it's worth noting. There are a, a couple other theories about his death that don't involve him faking it. Some say that he was killed by the CIA in an attempt to assassinate the countercultural leaders. Okay. Some say that he actually died in a popular Paris nightclub and was taken back to his hotel to cover up the club's involvement. Okay. Which that one might be true. Yeah, I could uh, see that. It definitely it had a little like bit how more. unorthodox this whole situation yeah. is. It had a lot of like stories from like the bouncer of the club and the club manager who were like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was true. We just didn't want the bad publicity of him having died there. But you gotta lean in, I mean, honestly. there's not there's not a ton of more proof than the like faked death hypothesis to either of those. It's just kind of like stories that people have said. I could see the CIA one. Like that's a good conspiracy too, because you know, yeah. with what we know about the CIA and the FBI and how they just could not stand anybody <laughs> having a good time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They I'm could just definitely. willing to believe almost anything of the CIA at this point. Oh <laughs> man, if you if like I, I've delved into it in, like on some of the weekly beards, but like if they're is some organization it's a u.s organization that like they have all the conspiracies a majority of them have come true where it's like yeah they, of course they would be doing that like of course the u.s government would be involved in some sort of you know plot to overthrow these these kids and their their youthful mindsets and their and their like individuality like yeah that's yeah. absolutely so all right well that's all i got for you on Man. this episode uh, the next I, episode, we're continuing on with this theme. We're talking about Elvis and whether or not Elvis is actually go. alive. I I'm can't I don't I can't believe you haven't seen the trailer for his movie coming out. But like, I've seen it. Okay, I was about to say like it. 
the movie, I don't know if it's just like the music they have and the hype they do in the, in the trailer, but like, I'm like, hell yeah. Like I'm jumping <laughs> on the bandwagon. Like I'm an Elvis Stan now. Like, you know, <laughs> but no, I, I really appreciate you having me on. These, these are, episodes are great. I love doing it. Let's, let's yeah. you know get back at it. You know? Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Appreciate it. We will, we will talk soon. We're going to get a true conspiracy theory soon. I feel it. You know, <laughs> we're going to get coming. one you believe is true. Yeah. We're going to be, I'm going to be on the train, you know, believing it. <laughs> okay. Okay.